Section 45 of the French Revolution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeff Allen. The French Revolution by Thomas Carlyle. Volume 1, Book 7, Chapter 5. Usher Maillard. In flames, truly, were it not that Usher Maillard, swift of foot, shifty of head, has returned. Maillard, of his own motion, for Gouvon or the rest would not even sanction him, snatches a drum, descends the porch stairs, rantan, beating sharp with loud rolls. His rogues march. To Versailles! Aion! A Versailles! As men beat on kettle or warming pin, when angry she-bees, or say, flying desperate wasps, are to be hived, and the desperate insects hear it, and cluster round it, simply as round a guidance, where there was none. So now these menads, round shifty Maillard, riding you share of the Châtelet, the axe pauses uplifted. Abe Lefrave is left half-hanged, from the belfry downwards, all vomits itself. What rub-a-dub is that? Stanislaw Maillard, bestie hero, will lead us to Versailles. Joy to thee, Maillard. Blessed art thou above riding Ushers. Away, then, away! The seized cannon are yoked with seized cart-horse. Brown left Demoiselle Theroyne, with pike and helmet, sits there as gunneress, with haughty eye and serene fair countenance, comparable, some think, to the maid of Orléans, or even recalling the idea of Pallas Athene. Maillard, for his drum still rolls, is, by heaven-rending acclamation, admitted general. Maillard hastens the languid march, Maillard, beating rhythmic with sharp rantan, all along the quays, leads forward, with difficulty, his monadic host. Such a host, marched not in silence. The bargeman pauses on the river. All wagoners and coach-drivers fly. Men peer from windows, not women, lest they be pressed. Sight of sights. Bacantes, in these ultimate formalized ages, Franz Henri looks on, from his Pont Nou, the monarchic Louvre. Medici and Tuileries see a day not theretofore seen, and now Maillard has his menads in the Champs-Élysées, fields Tartarian, rather, and the Hôtel de Ville has suffered comparatively nothing. Broken doors, and Abe Lefarve, who shall never more distribute powder. Three sacks of money, most part of which for sanculatism, though famishing, is not without honor, shall be returned. This is all the damage, great Maillard. A small nucleus of order is round his drum, but his outskirts fluctuate like the mad ocean. For rascality, male and female, is flowing in on him from the four winds. Guidance there is none, but in his single head and two drumsticks. O oh, Maillard! When since war first was, had general of force such a task before him as thou this day? Walter the penniless still touches the feeling heart, but then Walter had sanction, had space to turn in, and also his crusaders were of the male sex. Thou, this day, disowned of heaven and earth, art general of menads. Their inarticulate frenzy 
thou must on the spur of the instant render into articulate words, into action that are not frantic, fail in it this way or that. Pragmatical officiality, with its penalties and law books, waits for thee. Menads storm behind. If such hewed off the melodious head of Orpheus and hurled it into the Peneus waters, what may they not make of thee? The rhythmic merely, with no music but a sheepskin drum. Maillard did not fail. Remarkable Maillard, if fame were not an accident and history a distillation of rumor, how remarkable wert thou. On the Elysian fields there is pause and fluctuation, but for Maillard no return. He persuades his menads, clamorous for arms and the arsenal. That no arms are in the arsenal, that an unarmed attitude and petition to a national assembly will be the best. He hastily nominates or sanctions General Lassie, captains of tens and fifties, and so, in loosest flowing order, to the rhythm of some eight drums, having laid aside his own, with the Bastille volunteers bringing up his rear, once more takes the road. Chelo, which will promptly yield baked loaves, is not plundered, nor are the Sev potteries broken. The old arches of Sev's bridge echo under monadic feet. Sen River gushes on with his perpetual murmur, and Paris flings after us the boom of toxin and alarm drum, inaudible for the present, amid shrill-sounding hosts and the splash of rainy weather. To Meudon, to St. Cloud, on both hands, the report of them is gone abroad, and hearths this evening will have a topic. The press of women still continues, for it is the cause of all Eve's daughters, mothers that are, or that hope to be. No carriage lady were it with never such hysterics, but must dismount in the mud roads in her silk shoes and walk. In this manner, amid wild October weather, they a wild and unwinged stork flight through the astonished country wend their way travellers of all sort they stop especially travellers or couriers from paris deputy le chapelier in his elegant vesture from his elegant vehicle looks forth amazed through his spectacles apprehensive for life states eagerly that he is a patriot deputy le chapelier and even old President Le Capelier, who presided on the night of Pentecost, and is original member of the Brenton Club. Thereupon rises huge shout, Vive Le Chapelier! And several armed persons spring up behind and before to escort him. Nevertheless, news, dispatches from Lafayette, or vague noise of rumor, have pierced through by side roads. In the National Assembly, while all is busy discussing the order of the day, regretting that there should be anti-national repasts in opera halls, and His Majesty should still hesitate about accepting the rights of man, and hang conditions and peradventures on them. Mirabeau steps up to the President, experienced Monier as it chanced to be, and articulates in bass undertone, quote, Monier, Paris marche sur nous. Paris is marching on us. Unquote. Quote, Maybe. Je ne sais rien. Unquote. Quote, Believe it or disbelieve it. That is not my concern. 
but Paris, I say, is marching on us. Fall suddenly unwell. Go over to the chateau. Tell them this. There is not a moment to lose. Unquote. Quote, Paris, marching on us? Responds Monnier, with an ultra-billier accent. Well, so much the better. We shall the sooner be a republic. Unquote. Mirabeau quits him as one quits an experienced president getting blindfold into deep waters, and the order of the day continues as before. Yes, Paris is marching on us, and more than the women of Paris. Scarcely was Maillard gone, when Monsieur de Gouvon's message to all the districts, and such tocsin and drumming of the general, began to take effect. Armed National Guards from every district, especially the grenadiers of the center, who are our old guards francais arrive in quick sequence on the palais de grieve an immense people is there saint antoine with pike and rusty firelock is all crowding thither be it welcome or unwelcome the center grenadiers are received with cheering Quote, it is not cheers that we want answer they gloomily the nation has been insulted to arms and come with us for orders Ha, huh, sits the wind so. Patriotism and patrolitism are now one. The three hundred have assembled. All the committees are in activity. Lafayette is dictating dispatches for Versailles when a deputation of the center grenadiers introduces itself to him. The deputation makes military obeisance and thus speaks, not without a kind of thought in it. Quote, Mon General, we are deputed by the six companies of grenadiers. We do not think you a traitor, but we think the government betrays you. It is time that this end. We cannot turn our bayonets against women crying to us for bread. The people are miserable. The source of the mischief is at Versailles. We must go seek the king and bring him to Paris. We must exterminate, exterminate the regiment de Flandre and the guards de Cour who have dared to trample on the national cockade. If the king be too weak to wear his crown, let him lay it down. You will crown his son. You will name a council of regency, and all will go better. Unquote. Reproachful astonishment paints itself on the face of Lafayette, speaks itself from his eloquent chivalrous lips. In vain. Quote, My general, we would shed the last drop of our blood for you, but the root of the mischief is at Versailles. We must go and bring the king to Paris. All the people wish it. To les peuples me voient. My general descends to the outer staircase and harangues once more in vain. Quote, to Versailles! To Versailles! Unquote. Mayor Bailey, sent for through floods of sanculotism, attempts academic oratory from his gilt stagecoach realizes nothing but infinite hoarse cries of quote, bread to Versailles unquote, and gladly shrinks within doors. Lafayette mounts the white charger and again harangues and reharangues with eloquence, with firmness, indignant demonstrations, with all things but persuasion. Quote, to Versailles to Versailles unquote. so lasts it hour after hour for the space of half a day. 
the great Scipio Americanus can do nothing, not so much as escape. Quote, More blue, mon general, unquote, cry the grenadiers, zarying their ranks, as the white charger makes a motion that way. Quote, you will not leave us, you will abide with us, unquote. A perilous juncture. Mayor Bailey and the municipals sit quaking within doors. My general is prisoner without. The play de Grieve, with its 30,000 regulars, its whole irregular Saint Antoine and Saint Marceau, is one miniatory mass of clear or rusty steel, all hearts set with a moody fixedness on one object. Moody, fixed are all hearts. Tranquil is no heart if it be not that of the white charger, who paused there with arched neck, composedly champing his bit, as if no world, with its dynasties and eras, were now rushing down. The drizzly day tends westward. The cry is still, quote, To Versailles! Unquote. Nay, now, borne from afar, come quit sinister cries. Horse, reverberating in long-drawn hollow murmurs with syllables too like that of la terne or else irregular sanculatism may be marching off of itself with pikes nay with cannon the inflexible scipio does at length by aide-de-camp ask of the municipals whether or not he may go a letter is handed out to him over armed heads Sixty thousand faces flash fixedly on his. There is stillness, and no bosom breathes till he have read. By heaven he grows suddenly pale. Do the municipals permit? Permit, and even order? Since he can no other. Clangor of approval rends the welkin. To your ranks, then, let us march. It is, as we compute, towards three in the afternoon. Indignant National Guards may dine once more from their haversack. Dined or undined, they march with one heart. Paris flings up her windows, claps hands, as the avengers, with their shrilling drums and shalms, tramp by. She will then sit pensive, apprehensive, and pass rather a sleepless night. On the white charger Lafayette, in the slowest possible manner, going and coming and eloquently haranguing among the ranks, rolls onward with his thirty thousand. San Antoine, with pike and cannon, has preceded him. A mixed multitude of all and of no arms hovers on his flank and skirts. The country once more pauses agape. Paris marche sur nous. End of section 45